Something to note, all myths have many versions and variations. For this episode, we've selected those we felt are the most dramatic and entertaining and supplemented them with additional research into Yoruba traditions. Our myths may not always be the version you're familiar with, but we hope you'll enjoy them. And be warned, today's episode contains depictions of graphic violence and war. Please exercise caution for listeners under 13. Let the talking drum speak. Let the talking drum speak of a poison called power. It is true that power is not always evil. The power to heal and protect are revered in those who do good. But the greater one's power becomes the more they are infected with the need for it. And so, when Shango endured defeat from the destroyer Ogun, he felt his first sting of failure. In the aftermath of the Battle of Ife, Shango stood alone on a hill, looking out at the bodies of his fallen warriors. His eyes burned with tears of rage. He was unmatched as a military leader, but it was not enough. He controlled the skies, but that was not enough. He had still lost. As he stood there, mind clouded with dark thoughts, something drew Shango's gaze. A pillar of smoke was winding into the sky. He stalked over the hill until he saw the source of the smoke. His surviving Oyo warriors had built a great bonfire and were burning dead. Shango watched the flames eat their way through the corpses and felt his heart quicken with excitement. If he was going to avoid the sting of defeat in the future, he needed more power. He needed to harness fire. Welcome to Mythology, a Spotify original from Parcast. Every Tuesday, we present dramatic stories from ancient mythology and explore their origins. I'm your host and narrator, Vanessa Richardson. You can find all episodes of Mythology and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. Today, we begin the story of the Yoruba deity, Shango. Shango is the Orisha of thunder and lightning, renowned for his prowess on the battlefield. He's a ruthless warrior, so depictions of Shango are dramatic. He's often shown in a powerful stance with the symbol of a double axe on his head. After suffering a massive military defeat at the hands of the Orisha Ogun, Shango felt newly vulnerable. He concluded that he needed to be even stronger before he could feel secure in his supreme power over the kingdom of Oyo, and he would destroy anyone who got in his way. Coming up, Shango seeks out magic. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. 
Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In the Yoruba religion, spirits called Orishas serve as intermediaries between humanity and their supreme god, Olorun. The Orishas descended from the Sky Kingdom when Obatala created a golden chain that allowed them to travel to Earth. Once there, his brother Ogun forged a blade of iron. He used it to clear their path to humanity. Each had a skill they would use to guide the people of Earth. Some guided with a stronger hand than others, like Shango, the Thunder Hurler. But who was Shango? Some say he was a mortal man who transcended into deity status after his death. Others claim he was fathered by Obatala. But regardless of whether he began as a man or a god, his fearsome temperament looms large for his worshippers. Much like the weather itself, Shango's anger is sometimes violent, his judgment swift and unpredictable. Even to this day, those who were struck by lightning in Yoruba land are buried by members of the royal cult of Shango. But such terrible might is often a front. Shango knew that the more humanity feared him, the less they would notice his own fear. Shango stalked through the woods, clutching his axe. Somewhere in these woods was the one who could aid in his quest for power. But the nature Orisha, Osain, was a hard deity to find. Shango thundered through the brush, not bothering to quiet the sounds of his heavy footfalls. He welcomed the noise. Every living thing should know Shango was near. A nightbird screamed, startling Shango. He flinched, lifting his axe reflexively. The bird flew off into the night, ignoring him. Shango lowered the weapon. He was a little annoyed with himself for the reaction, but there was no time to dwell. He hadn't come to the forest to hunt birds. Osain! Osain, where are you? I look like a fool shouting into the trees. Olorun has played a joke on me, sending me here. Osain! Who 
is that yelling my name? A tall, grizzled man emerged from the brush. Twigs, leaves, and other forest debris stuck out of his hair and clothes. Shango eyed him dubiously. Are you the one they call Osain? I might be. Depends who's asking. I am Shango, the Thunder Hurler, Orisha of warriors and master of the skies. Supreme being Olorun instructed me to find you here. They said that you alone could teach me to harness fire. Though to look at you, I think you're more likely to pass me a pain bush rash. You should be more polite, Thunder Hurler. I may not get out of the force much, but I know when I'm being insulted. <laughs> I don't have to be polite. I'm a king and a warlord. If you don't give me what I want, I will call down lightning from the sky and kill you where you stand. Hmm, sounds very impressive. But if you're so powerful, what do you need fire for? As you say, you have your armies control over the skies. Isn't that enough? It is not enough. I am fearless, yes, but I am not revered. I need something that will make my power undeniable. Fire cooks my people's food. It keeps them warm. It's the essence of life itself. I should control it. Hmm, I see. Very well. I will grant you power over fire, if only to get rid of you. But you will have to give me something of equal value in return. I already told you. In return, you get to keep breathing. And I just told you I do not work for free. I'm not terribly attached to my physical body. I'd be more than happy to spend eternity tending gardens for Olorun up above. You can pay me what I ask for, or you can kill me and leave with nothing. It's up to you. <sighs> Fine. What do you want? Mm, nothing complicated. All I want is a secret. Your deepest secret. And I will know if you lie. Why would you ask for such a ridiculous thing? I can do far better. Let me conjure a storm to water these plants of yours. No, Shango. A secret. You ask me why, hmm? Because I like power, too. And secrets are power. Fine. Here's your blasted secret. <sighs> I am not fearless. I am terrified. What frightens you? Failure. Weakness. Losing my kingdom and throne. I fear that without them, I will be nothing. Now give me what you promised. <laughs> With pleasure. Osain got to work, quickly collecting herbs and roots from the clearing. He threw them into a wooden mixing bowl and ground them into mulch. He stuffed the plant debris into a gourd and set it over a crackling fire. Shango paced impatiently behind him until at last Osain spoke. It is ready. Drink. Finally! Shango took the gourd, feeling its heat in his palms. His heart pounded as he raised it to his lips. He drank deeply and greedily. The warm, sticky mixture ran down his throat. The moment it hit his stomach, a powerful warmth spread through his body. 
Ah, how do you feel? Powerful. Such heat, my mouth burns. And my chest. And my stomach. Keep it down, Shango. You can do it. I can't. Keep it down. Shango's mouth fell open and a torrent of fire spewed out. The flames hit the trees before him, igniting the wood in an instant. Shango stared at the scorched foliage in awe. Excitement brewed in his belly. He could breathe fire. Osine stared sadly at the ruined trees. Perhaps I should have given you instructions before you drank. It would not have stopped me. Nothing can stop me. Shango proudly strode through the charred trees. Blackened branches and leaves disintegrated under his feet. He had a kingdom to get back to. Coming up, Shango tests his new power. This is Story Booth Daily. Tune into this new podcast for your daily fix of real life stories from real people around the world. We've received thousands of stories that we want to share with you, from talking about being ghosted or realizing that being popular isn't all that great sometimes. No topic is off the table. This is a podcast that's not only for you, but by you. Story Booth Daily premieres November 8th, so be sure to check us out Monday through Friday. Story Booth Daily is a wheelhouse and Spotify original from Parcast. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, back to the story. Shango had a spring in his step as he marched back from the woods, for he was no longer just Shango the Warrior King and Thunder Hurler. He could now add Fire Breather to his list of titles. He couldn't wait to see his people fall to their knees with renewed fear and respect. The loss he'd endured at Ife would fade from their minds. He would be their ruthless, invincible monarch once more. The looming, mud-packed walls of Oyo finally came into view. Its wooden gate stood open, welcoming his return. He stepped inside the quiet city, surrounded by clay homes with straw-thatched roofs. It felt almost deserted. The people who weren't away at war were likely asleep at this hour. 
he strode into Oyo's massive courtyard and then to his palace. Shango burst into his throne room. Like the city outside, it was empty, except for someone sitting upon his throne. Eshu, what are you doing here? The trickster Orisha sat bolt upright on the ornate wooden throne. He was covered in furs and looked very caught. Oh, uh, I was just seeing how comfortable your seat was. Not very, if I'm being honest. Then get out of it! Shango glowered at Eshu. He knew better than to let the trickster get a rise out of him, but he couldn't help it. Smoke drifted from his lips as fire burned his throat. You're smoking. It's my new power. Bad breath? Fire. A gift from Olorun. Ah, so that's where you've been. We've been wondering. We? Oyo, your army, your empire. You know, everyone's been talking about how you disappeared to go wander the woods. It doesn't matter. When they see my new power, they will understand why I left. Ah, what did I tell you? The drums sound for me. The people of Oyo have come to celebrate my return. Shango strode to the window and looked out onto the courtyard. Hundreds of Oyo filled the formerly empty city. Drums banged, food passed from person to person. Shango smiled at the revelry. But then he noticed the people weren't facing the palace. They were focused on the city gate. There, two men entered on horseback. Both were streaked with blood and filth. One had a quiver of eternally flaming arrows on his back, while the other raised his sword triumphantly in the air. As Shango watched the procession, Eshu appeared at his side. Ah, Timmy and Bonga have returned. I'm sure you're glad to have your magician general's home safe and sound. What do you mean? Where were they? Did I not mention it? They captured the city of Borgu while you were out wandering. Good! My empire grows. So does the Oyo's love for their war heroes. Just look at how they celebrate them. Oyo loves its king. These men do my bidding. So they do. But think about it. If you were a subject of Oyo, which would you find more impressive? Two fearless magician generals expanding our empire, or a king that disappears after one setback? Shango's eyes flashed with anger. His mouth snapped open as he unleashed a burst of fire in Eshu's direction. The trickster disappeared into thin air, flames striking the throne where he once sat. Shango seethed. The celebratory cheers from outside were like knives in his ears. He knew not to trust Eshu, but the trickster's words echoed his deepest fears. Shango's instincts told him to go out and immolate the two generals at once. But even he knew it would be foolish to kill his two best warriors. Maybe he should just kill one. Timmy was the less seasoned of the two, so he wouldn't be as missed as Bonka. 
no, the city might turn on him for his cruelty if he killed either without cause. If he wanted him dead, he had to be clever. An idea struck him. Heroes die in battle, and their kings send them there. Shango strode out into the courtyard. He expected his Oyo to fall silent in his presence, but they didn't. In fact, no one noticed him. They were too busy rallying around Timmy and Bonka. Bonka raised a hand, his palm glowing with energy. Timmy let a fiery arrow fly. The crowd cheered harder. Shango's chest tightened at their joyful faces. It was infuriating. The Oya celebrated a pair of vassals while they ignored their king. And so he opened his jaw and let the heat burn his lungs. A massive ball of fire burst from his throat. He tilted his head up so that it rocketed into the air. The revelers shrank back at the sudden surge of heat. The crowd hushed and obediently sank to their knees. Shango relaxed. He didn't need to feel so worried. His fire breath was clearly a crowd pleaser. The glory days of his rule were upon them. He just had one little problem to take care of. Generals Timmy and Bonka, you've done well at Borgu. What a team you are. Thank you, King Shango Thunder Hurler. Your new power is truly staggering to behold. I have never seen anything like it. Tell us, Lord Shango, how may we serve you now? For your next campaign, I want you to take the city of A-Day. It was known throughout Yoruba land that A-Day was unconquerable. The people were fierce and ruthless. Even Shango dared not attack them. He hadn't wanted to lose another battle after failing at Ife, which made it the perfect target for his young general. You will take the city or die trying. If you say so. As you command. I was not talking to both of you. Timmy, you will march on A-Day alone. Bonka, you will stay here to defend Oil. What? Lord Shango, Timmy and I are at our best when fighting together. We've captured city after city following this strategy. Should we not give ourselves the best chance possible of going up against a foe like A-Day? Are you questioning my leadership? Of course not, Lord Shango. Bonka is merely wrapping his head around the plan. I would be proud to capture A-Day for you. And you, Bonka, are you still my general? Or has the victory in Borgu gone to your head? Of course not, Your Grace. I will stay in Oyo as you request. Good. Make your preparations, General Timmy. I look forward to your victorious return. Shango turned and strode back to his palace, a satisfied spring in his step. General Timmy watched him leave, fighting the wave of panic threatening to overwhelm him. He turned to his companion and forced a smile. Well, that's it then. I should inform my troops of our imminent departure. I will try to make you proud, Bonka. You're satisfied with this? Shango has never asked us to fight alone. 
I know. I am proud that our king has such faith in me. Though, to be completely honest, Ade is not the target I would have chosen for my first solo outing. Of course not. Which is why I wonder about our king's intentions. What do you mean? After the massacre of Ife, our numbers are diminished. Why would he order me to stay behind? Especially with a foe like Ade. Bunka, he's our king. I'm sure he has his reasons. Timmy, what have I always said to you? The only important thing to Shango is Shango. Whatever he has planned, it is not for Oyo. It is for him. You and I fight for our people. Everything we do is for them, even if we have to protect them from our king. We are generals of Oyo. We do as our king commands. Not if his commands lead us to ruin. Promise you'll be careful. Timmy was shaken by Bonka's words, but he nodded bravely. Shortly thereafter, Timmy led a small contingent of Oyo warriors to do battle with the A-Day. His worry about fighting without Bonka had given way to the eager anticipation of battle. He was young, but the battlefield was his domain. As always, his fiery arrows struck true. But the Oyo's sparse numbers were no match for the many vicious A-Day fighters. For every Oyo warrior, there were five A-Day. The onslaught was insurmountable. A-Day axes swung. Their hands scratched and grabbed the Oyo. Swords rammed through Oyo bodies. It was bloody and gruesome. But to one interloper, it was quite the show. Eshu peered out from behind a baobab tree with a grin. He mulled over his options. He could let things play out. Timmy would lose, and Shango would be relieved that one of his competitors was out of his way. Or he could meddle. And meddling was always more fun. Eshu crept to the tent of the A-Day leaders, chuckling to himself. He was immediately surrounded by a wall of spears and axes. He smiled. Ah, humans, you are so earnest. Who's the leader here? I need to tell him about a god named Timmy. He won? Shango paced his throne room furiously. His Orisha wives, Oya, Oshun, and Oba, looked on, unmoving. They all seemed as if they'd rather be elsewhere. Oya, in particular, kept shifting. Each time she did so, Oba silenced her with a glare. Bonka sat on the ground, unflappable, as he watched his king. My lord Shango, is this not magnificent news? Timmy has taken A-Day, just as you commanded. A victory years in the making. And what is the sentiment outside? How are the Oyo reacting? They are thrilled. With Timmy or with me? When you sent Timmy to A-Day, there were some who said it was an impossible task. But his success proved that you were right. His victory is your victory. Is it? 
Bonecuff frowned as he watched his king. Shango's eyes were wild with rage. The skies outside the tower darkened ominously with the king's anger. And then, all at once, Bonecuff suddenly saw the truth. His jaw nearly dropped with the realization Shango was terrified. Do you know what the A-Day are saying, Bonka? I have heard that they think Timmy is a god. They were quite taken with his flaming arrows. They don't want to join the oil. They want Timmy to rule them. General Timmy is loyal. He is a traitor. He means to raise A-Day against us, Bonka. We cannot allow this. You will go to A-Day, you will take the city, and you will kill Timmy. Do I have your word, warrior? No. What? Timmy is like a son to me. I would never march against him. Shango fixed a smoldering glare on Bonka. Smoke curled from his mouth and his blood boiled with rage. He felt his wives slowly back out of the room. They did not wish to see what happened next. A bolt of lightning shot across the sky outside, and Shango opened his jaws. An ember glowed on his tongue, ready to torch his general where he stood. But Bonecod didn't flinch. Shango's fire died in his throat as dawning horror consumed him. Bonecod didn't fear him. Coming up, Shango tries to kill two generals with one sword. Now, back to the story. You dare refuse an order from your king! I do not wish to refuse you anything, Lord Shango. But I cannot march against my friend. I will not fight Timmy. Shango glared at Bonka. Flames licked his throat. He could not let his general show such defiance. He was well within his rights to burn him where he stood. Do as I command, Bonka. Then I will not kill you. How does that sound? <laughs> Fine. You've convinced me, Lord Shango. I'll go get Timmy. Good. But Bonka's mocking tone unnerved Shango. He sounded almost amused, and it sent a shiver down Shango's spine. As the door shut behind Bonka, Shango couldn't help wondering if he was having the wrong general killed. That night, Shango took a walk through the woods. It was quiet peaceful, the perfect place for his worries to ease. But they did not ease. He couldn't stop thinking about Bonka and Timmy and about himself. A troubling question came to mind. What if he was not the most powerful warlord on Earth? He shuddered. If that were true, then he did not know who he was. He gently blew a stream of fire into the air. It ignited a bush, and its smoke curled into the night sky. If only the loyalty and respect of humans were as easy to control as fire. 
Shango heard a stick break and whipped around. Eshu? Guess again. Bonka and Timmy stepped out of the forest's shadows. A fiery arrow from Timmy's bow was pointed directly at Shango. Bonka raised two glowing hands. Shango froze with fear. His blood ran cold. The victorious glint in Bonka's eyes chilled him to his core. But what was he thinking? He was Shango, and he too had fearsome power. He opened his mouth, but nothing came out. Alarmed, he raised his hands to the sky, but there was no peal of thunder, no torrent of rain. What is happening? I know you fear losing your throne, and you should. You're not worthy of it. Fire shot out from Bonka's glowing hands, wrapping around Shango and igniting his red and white robes. Shango felt the pain sear his skin. But an even greater horror awaited him. The citizens of Oyo crowded into the woods. They peered from behind every tree, every thicket. And all at once, they all dropped to their knees. They were bowing to Timmy and Bonka. Shango screamed (gasps) and awoke. He sat up, frantically looking around. There was no Bonka, no Timmy, just his three wives curled around him. They were awake, staring at him in shock. (sighs) Just a dream. A horrible, horrible dream. I... Shango rushed to the window at the sound of cheering. In the courtyard below was a full-blown celebration welcoming Bonka home. Warriors trailed him. Though Shango didn't enjoy seeing Bonka after that horrific dream, at least it seemed Timmy had been taken care of. But then his heart sank. Timmy rode on a horse just behind Bonka. He didn't look dead at all. In fact, he was smiling and waving to the adoring crowd. There they were, Timmy and Bonka, two heroes riding through his city side by side. Shango hadn't gotten rid of a usurper. He'd created two. Shango seethed as he strode through the crowd. When the Oyo saw it was him, they jumped out of the way like they'd been pricked. But there was no love in their faces, just fear. When he caught sight of Shango, Bonka gestured to Timmy with a smirk. I brought Timmy, just as you ordered. Though he can't stay, he has a city to rule. I ordered you to bring me his head! You betrayed me! No, Shango. You betrayed us. People of Oyo! Timmy the Conqueror has returned! Let's make him feel welcome! Shango felt nauseous. His eyes shifted from Timmy to Bonka, then to the crowds of cheering Oyo. They were all traitors. They all deserved to burn. Bonka must have sensed Shango's thoughts because he took a half step forward, positioning himself in front of Timmy. Shango stiffened with fury, but then a smile spread across his lips. 
He didn't just want to burn them, he wanted to break them. Bonka, thank you for bringing back Timmy for your duel. Duel? What are you talking about? You agreed, did you not? You and Timmy, the greatest warriors in Oyo, will duel to the death to see who is the most powerful. What say you, Oyo? Do you want to know who among you is the best of the best? Louder! Motivate your generals! Shango watched with satisfaction as Bonka's face fell. The Oyo were impossible to ignore. Bonka couldn't refuse them. It seems my king has left me no choice. Then we will meet outside the palace in two hours. Timmy, make sure you bring your arrows. My people want to see a good fight. Shango turned on his heel and strode away, his blood still boiling. As he entered the palace, Eshu materialized beside him. The Orisha clapped enthusiastically. A devilish grin spread across his devious face. Shango, well done. Are you sure you don't have a little bit of trickster in you? Go away, Eshu. Oh, come, brother. Let's watch the show together. At the appointed time, the Oyo crowded outside the city walls. Most were quiet, watchful, some prayed, some yelled out encouragement at the generals. Shango and Eshu sat in ornately carved wooden chairs on the hill just above the crowd. Shango's wives sat behind them. And in the center of it all, Bonka stood across from Timmy, hands empty. Timmy had his quiver, his fiery arrows, his bow. Shango watched them, trembling with excitement. He had them cornered. These two traitors would destroy one another, and there was nothing they could do about it. Begin! Bonka raised his hands, and a warm glow appeared on his palms. He muttered to himself as if casting a spell. The Oyo watched on in awe. Timmy sent an arrow whizzing past Bonka. It landed squarely in the city wall behind them. Timmy and Bonka smiled at one another. Bonka sent a stream of light past Timmy and into a tree. The trunk rippled as the energy hit it. Shango watched with growing fury. They were missing each other on purpose. This wasn't a duel, it was a farce. They were mocking him. Enough playing! Someone must die, or you both will! Bonka shot another blast from his hands, this time at Timmy. Caught off guard, Timmy was knocked into the air. He landed a few feet away with a thud. Bonka drew his sword and strode over to the downed general. Shango's heart beat faster. Finally, he was going to see one of his problems come to an end. Bonka reached Timmy and held out a hand. He helped Timmy up and threw a smirk at the livid Shango. This Bonka really knows what he's doing, huh? Ah! 
Shango opened his mouth and a stream of fire shot out of it. It engulfed a few unfortunate Oyo who were standing close by. But Shango was not done. He lifted his arms to the sky. Shango couldn't think. He was too furious. The sky brewed ominously above. The wind picked up, blowing some Oyo off their feet. Screams filled the air as Shango let out another stream of fire. Bonka stood rooted in place, watching Shango with shock. He realized with dawning horror that the king's fury was going to destroy the city. He had to do something. He raised his sword and almost took a step towards his king, but he could not do it. Crazed or not, Shango was an Orisha. Killing him could bring the wrath of the supreme being Olorun down on them all. He slowly turned to Timmy, his brave friend. He knew what he had to do. I fight for Oyo. Everything I do is for them. And one day, it is Shango that I'll have to protect them from. Shango! Thunder Hurler and Fire Breather! If I give you what you ask for, you must know that the next battle will be between you and me! What do you mean, Bunka? Why are you looking at me like that? I'm so sorry. Bonka swung his sword. Timmy's face froze in surprise, and his head slid from his body. A great cry rose from the crowd. Shango stopped in his tracks, his rampage forgotten. The fire blazing from his throat became a peal of laughter. <laughs> He laughed as Timmy crumpled to the ground. He laughed at Bonka's stricken expression. He laughed at his own cleverness. Timmy was dead, and now Shango just had one general to deal with. Bonka reached down, grabbed Timmy's hair, and lifted the severed head high for all to see. I have killed my friend! My heart breaks! And I did it all for the petulant monster who calls himself our king! Bonka threw Timmy's head. It arced through the air and landed with a thud at Shango's feet. Shango trembled with rage at Bonka's words. He shot up, ready to unleash fire and the fury of the skies on Bonka. But then Shango noticed his people. They were all staring at him, and their faces were filled with loathing. His greatest fear was coming true. The Oyo had turned on him. Thanks again for tuning in to Mythology. We'll be back Tuesday with part two of Shango's journey. Our paranoid king has to deal with his remaining usurper and figure out how to save his throne. 
You can find more episodes of Mythology and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. If you enjoy mythology, you'll love my other podcast, Tales. Tales presents fairy tales the way they were originally told, orally and unadulterated. Traditional fairy tales aren't exactly suitable for children, and every Wednesday, we dive into another dark, classic tale. We'll be back next week with the conclusion of this epic story. Mythology is a Spotify original from Parcast. Executive producers include Max and Ron Cutler, sound design by Brian Golub, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Travis Clark. This episode of Mythology was written by Kate Murdoch, with writing assistance by Robert Teamstra and Andrew Kelleher, fact-checking by Bennett Logan, and research by Adriana Gomez. The amazing cast of voice actors includes Tiana Camacho, Kai Jordan, Cameron Nikod, and Julian Smith. I'm Vanessa Richardson. This is Storybooth Daily. Tune into this new podcast for your daily fix of real-life stories from people around the world. Storybooth Daily premieres Monday, November 8th on Spotify. Storybooth Daily is a wheelhouse and Spotify original from Parcast.